Welcome to Married by Design. Have you considered the incredible impact that you can have on your family and friends in the second part of your life? What are the ripples that you can start now that will have an effect on people's eternity? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to this week's episode of Married by Design. We're in the middle of a series entitled The Best is Yet to Be. It's all about looking at the second half of our lives and making the decisions now that will lead us to an exciting and fulfilling second half of life. God calls us to walk by faith with great expectation of the things that He will do in the future. That's right. So often people in the second half of life are sliding into home plate. They're walking instead of running. They're sitting on the bench rather than involved in the game. That may sound a little harsh, but we want to challenge you to think about the fact that the second half of your life can be a time of great enjoyment as well as a time to impact the lives of the people around you. We will encourage you not to fade away as you enter into those retirement years and even before. That's why we looked at some concepts already that will help us navigate through what could be a difficult time of life. There are challenges and crises that you may have to face in the future, but if you have your orientation toward God being in charge of your life, you should be able to weather those things. Last week, we looked at the marriage relationship and the second half of life. We need to work continually at strengthening our marriage and developing intimacy, taking away the barriers in the struggles so that the second half of your marriage will be a great time of satisfaction and enjoyment of each other. That sounds exciting just talking about it, to think that we have potentially another half of our marriage to go. We've been married for 35 years. It's exciting to think that we could have another 35 years together before we see the Lord. When we think about the ways that God has changed our marriage, we should live with an expectation that the best is yet to be. Well, this week in our podcast, we're going to be moving from the marriage relationship and strengthening it to encouraging you to strengthen the relationships that you have with your children and extended family. I want you to begin to think about or continue to think about your relationships with those around you and the blessing that you can be by the choices you make now. Bible historian and teacher Ray Vanderlane taught about the tamarisk tree. The shade of a tall, slow-growing tamarisk or salt cedar tree is a blessing in the desert. The small, feathery leaves of the tamarisk excrete salt crystals which absorb the little moisture in the air. As the salty water droplets evaporate from the leaves in the heat, the air beneath the tree is cooled. Desert travelers and shepherds prize this tree. The Bedouins say, we plant tamarisks for our grandchildren, apparently meaning because they grow so slowly and last for a long time, we will not enjoy them, but our grandchildren will. Ray goes on and asks the question, Did you plant a tamarisk tree today? Did you do anything today that will outlive yourself and bless others for years, decades, and centuries down the road? That is such a great illustration as you think about our society today. We really are in some ways in the desert experience spiritually. The key is for us to not be discouraged about it, but to begin to plant those seeds that will provide shade in the years to come. 
And we have to recognize that with the wisdom and experience that God has given us, the second half of our life has incredible potential of impacting the generations to come. In the first half of our life, we were trying to figure things out. Now that we've seen the faithfulness of God and the truth of His Word, we should want to impart that to our family, to have a heart to influence them in every positive way that we can. There's an interesting practice that we see in the Old Testament in regards to the Father blessing His children. It seems like there was a desire for the Father to grant a blessing to His children. It It's seen in the life of Jacob before his death. It says in Genesis 49, verse 28, This is what their father said to them when he blessed them. He blessed them, everyone with the blessing appropriate to him. The whole chapter is Jacob bestowing a blessing to each of his sons, or at least most of them. We also see this in Deuteronomy 33 when Moses grants a blessing on the nation of Israel. This is a similar idea as he recognizes each of the twelve sons of Israel in their tribes. There's another aspect of the parents blessing their children in the second part of their life. That's the inheritance. All through the scripture we see examples of parents wanting to impart a financial blessing to their children. I would suggest that these ideas don't necessarily just need to be practiced at the time of death. Most of these blessings and inheritance were done at that time. But I think that a better practice is to understand that in the second part of our life that we can have a great impact on our children as we grant them a blessing and a spiritual inheritance even before we're gone. What an exciting thing it is to think about how we can impact our children even as they grow up to be adults and live their own lives. We don't stop being parents, but in the second half of our life with all that God has taught us, We need to make the most of our time with our adult children. Sometimes that can be simple expressions of appreciation and affirmation. Sometimes that blessing can be in the form of wise counsel and encouragement. Sometimes that blessing may be in the form of correction and teaching. This all seems to fall under the concept of discipleship. Jesus calls us as his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. I think that starts at home. When our children were young, we understood that we had the responsibility to raise them in the fear and instruction of the Lord. We understood that we had a responsibility to disciple and mentor them. That means we took every opportunity to encourage and try to mold them in their spiritual lives. And we found as they grew older that they needed to make their own choices about their faith and trust in the Lord. It hasn't always been easy allowing them to make their own choices as adults, but We realized along the way that we still had a responsibility to be a spiritual influence in their life, to give them blessings as we could as parents of adult children. The exciting thing about the second part of life is that we still have the opportunity to influence them and to make a difference in their lives. We said it before, you don't stop your life as you grow older. You continue to minister. You continue to look for the ways that God can use you. This is what makes life so exciting. This is what moves us to get up every day and see the things that God will do. And this is certainly true in your children's life. You don't stop being a parent when they're adults. You don't have the same authority over them. But this can be a great time of life as you continue to influence them and pray for them. What about parents of a prodigal children? It seems like we have seen more and more parents struggle through the issues of having children that are not walking with the Lord. 
We know that heartbreak and understand things that parents go through in the second half of life. I think we may at some point do a series on our podcast about that, but for now, we just want to encourage you if you're in that situation to walk by faith and believe that God can do a work in your children's lives. You still have a spiritual blessing to impart to your children. Maybe they don't see it now or even appreciate it, but if you continue to love them, pray for them, and invest in their lives, God will use that in their lives. That's why the second part of your life is so important and strategic for your your adult children's sake. That's right. The parents of prodigal children have to have a long view of that influence and blessing. They need to understand that being committed to long-term prayer and engagement with their children is important and vital. This is not the time to fade away as parents. You need to stay connected with them as best you can and allow God time to work in their lives. Thinking even more about the blessing that we can be to our children, what about your spiritual children? This concept of blessing and influencing children should be expanded to think about the impact that we can have in the second part of our life on those that we have discipled and mentored. They're not our biological children, but they are spiritual children. We would encourage you to think about people that you've impacted by walking with them in the faith. And if you haven't had that experience yet, we'd encourage you to think about investing your life in a few younger people. We talked about this before. One of the most exciting things that Jan and I do in our lives now is counseling and discipleship of the younger generation. I think about what the Apostle John says in his third epistle. He writes, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. That's in verse 4. He was referring not to his biological children, but his spiritual children. Certainly that should be a joy for us if our biological children are walking in the truth. But it can also be equally true for others that we have invested our lives in. There's no greater joy. Think about that. You have the second part of your life with all that God has given you spiritually to pour yourself into the lives of younger believers. What an exciting second half of life that we can make a difference in the kingdom of God and individuals' lives, that we can build relationships that will be lifelong with people that we mentor, to see them grow in their faith and become effective in their own ministries, and to think that God has and will use us in some small way in their lives. Take care to plant a tamarisk tree. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Genesis 21. It says at the end of the chapter in verse 33 that Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. Abraham was looking at the land that the Lord would give him and was considering the blessing that he would grant to his descendants. The challenge that we have in the second part of life is to begin to do things for others that will outlive our own lives as a demonstration of our faith in God. Abraham planted the tree anticipating a blessing to others beyond his lifetime. That's the first element that we need in order to have a great second half of our lives. And the second thing that we need to do is to draw near to God and to abide in Him. It is only in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ that we are able to give a spiritual blessing and to have an impact on the generations to come. Abraham was a man who called on God and walked with God all of his days. He wasn't perfect, and neither are we, but our trust in the Lord and our obedience to Him will reap a blessing in the lives of others. 
The third thing that Abraham did was that he waited on the Lord. The tree took a long time to grow and blossom. Abraham waited on God's timing, and so should we. We plant seeds now knowing that it is only in time that those seeds will bear fruit. The second part of your life, you're planting seeds. Hopefully, you'll see the fruit in the lives of the people that you are investing in. You have to be confident that God's purposes will be fulfilled through our lives in His time. Don't give up, but remain faithful and use the second part of your life to make a difference in others' lives. And now for your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss as a couple the blessings and influence that you can have on your children. What are the things that you need to do strategically to build into your children's lives and be an influence on them? And consider not just your biological children, but your spiritual children. What are the ways that you can make choices now to make the second part of your life fantastically exciting as you see God work around you and through you? Well, let me pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of uh, the children that you give us, whether they're biological children or spiritual children. Father, I pray as uh, each person listens to this that they would be encouraged to make the most of their time. Father, we have so much to give, so much to invest in, and I just pray that you would direct us to those people that you would give us your direction and wisdom in knowing how to care and how to encourage them, Lord. Help us to be faithful as parents. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week. We hope that we have been able to encourage you and influence you to see the second part of your life as something to look forward to and enjoy. It can really be the most thrilling part of life. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Let us know if there's anything that we can do to encourage you or answer questions. As always, we encourage you to share this podcast with people that you know. Well, next week on our podcast, we're going to be continuing to look at the opportunities that we have in the second part of our life to make it even better than the first half. Next week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at the ways we can make a difference in the lives of people outside our family relationships. Bringing the gospel and compassion to our neighbors in the world is something that will make the second half of our life better than it's ever been. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. Mm -hmm.